0: Michelle McKenzie, and welcome to the WTF Podcast, where we demystify entrepreneurship and the fog around funding. The Money for Life framework helps business owners and entrepreneurs find where and how they are losing money unintentionally and how to stop it from continuing. My guest is Curtis May, the host of the Practical Wealth Podcast, Practical West Show Podcast and the creator and owner of Practical Wealth Advisors. For more than 35 years, Curtis has been passionate about helping his clients save money and live their best life right now. His primary focus is to help individuals and families become financially free by following the principles of wealth that have endured the centuries. In this episode, we'll discuss the Money for Life strategy the four rules of traditional banks and Wall Street and why they work against you, privatized banking, cash flow mapping, and some quick tips on personal finance. Curtis, welcome to the WTF Podcast.
1: Thank you. Thanks for having me. I'm excited to be here.
0: It's great to have you. Let's get into it. So tell me about the Practical Wealth practical Solutions and why you started the Practical Wealth Podcast
1: yeah so i it's it's weird because i you know i've been i guess i got into the financial business in college and i was um for the first fifteen years I was kind of like Dave ramsey on steroids right by term investor difference I thought mutual funds were the end all be all and then I read rich Dad, poor dad in probably like two thousand and then it it made me question what we're talking about because my you know i'm a a i guess a third generation business owner and uh so my family was in Brick and mortar. My family was in the supermarket business. We were in the tavern business. So I, you know, we've always employed people and my dad always wanted control. And he always told me, you're never making money working with somebody else. So I I never got that, go to school, get your education, get a good job talk. So I already started out weird than, mo- <laughs> you know, most of my friends. And Maybe
0: not weird, just maybe informed.
1: Informed. Yeah, I started out informed. I was a blessing, you know, and um, so I... So my viewpoints are different because I don't like see myself victim. You know, my dad was always, you got to control stuff and, you know, you hire other people. And, you know, if it's going to, he didn't say this, but if it's going to be, it's up to me type thing. That was his philosophy. And I kind of built Practical Wealth because I felt like there's there's two schools of thought going on. I, what, let me make it long story short. The the goal is a lot of people are taught by about money. They get financial they don't get financial training. They get financial indoctrination. Okay, um,
0: if, if they do get that, if they get any some of all. us don't get anything.
1: And then the indoctrination basically says, "Give your money to us. Put it in the bank. Put it in a qualified plan. Put it in mutual funds, whatever. And basically, give up control with your money because you're taught you don't know, you can't know, and it's too complicated. Basically, give your money to us and put your, and give it use and control of it up for." 25, 30 years, okay? And what I started to realize, if you start studying rich people or you start studying what institutions actually do with money, they literally do the complete opposite of what they're telling you to do because the the way that you were being taught to handle money makes money for them, right? And so my once I started to understand that, my practice is built around, and the, what the show is talking about, you know, wealth, outside of wall street and how to begin to do what the institutions and wealthy people do and not what they tell you to do. And, uh, so it's built around that, but it's, it's, you have to want, see if you're not type the person that wants control, uh, and want to learn and wants to lead your, wealth, I always tell people I'm not a good person to work with. Like if you want somebody to tell you what to do and you don't want to think about it, don't call me because it's your money. It's not Curtis's money. And uh, so, you know, so people that work with me are their goal is what I call work optional income. Like they want cash flow. They want to, you know, or financial freedom, which means being able to live like you want to live from the income from your personally invested assets and in a decade or less, preferably. Right. And so if that's what you want. And if you're a business owner listening to this an entrepreneur or would-be entrepreneur, you can't do the typical stuff because typical financial planning is designed for employees and, and and it's designed to send your money away to somebody else's business you need liquidity use control of your own capital because your best investment your number one asset is you right in between your two areas the first thing you invest in mindset skill set network and your number one investment is a or your business. And what do you invest in? Marketing, sales, systems, people. That's what moves the needle in business. And so you have to master those things. And most people, you know, most of my clients are business owners, real estate investors, which are really the same things, but a lot of my real estate investors don't know that they're business owners. I try to help them, you know, like you gotta operate differently. And then, or people that are working that aspire to one and two.
0: Okay, so with that being said, explain the money for life strategy that you teach. So the money for life
1: strategy. So most people are trapped, it's two parts of it. So most people are trapped in what we call the debt paradigm, okay? Meaning that they're taught to earn, then borrow, spend, and then repay. Like borrow, put on a credit card, and then repay the credit card. So they're trapped in that. Or they uh, they earn, they save and they spend. So for most people, saving is just delayed spending and they end up still basically at what I call zero. And so the money for life formula is I teach people to one, operate by principles, which we'll get into the four principles, and we call it principles-based planning. And the money for life formula teaches you to basically get money, bank it, and so store it somewhere that allows you to be the bank, okay? Borrow, Leverage your money, spend it, spend it on what? At big ticket items or on assets that bring you back cash flow, and then repay your bank with interest. Right, so you're taking over the banking function, and then the uh, the goal of that. So, what's the result of learning how to do the principles in that? So, the four pillars of what we call a sound personal economy: freedom from debt to others. So if you're going to be in debt, you should own your own banking system and you should be your best customer. Okay, two, ready cash when you need it. Right. So for most people don't value liquidity enough. So I want people to have, you know, uh, money like at least three, four months of your income in liquidity for emergency capital. And then everything a year or more. um, And but that's more so for opportunities. The third pillar is Asset-based income you don't have to work for and you can outlive, and the fourth pillar is a legacy of wealth and wisdom. So when I talk to people, I say, "Look, this is the end of the movie. This is where my process is designed to take you. Is this where you want to go?" Before we go further, you know, because if I don't want to take you somewhere you don't want to go, and um, because I'm not selling you on, I don't, I, I'm not going to talk you into improving your life. You know, if you're happy, I'm happy. (laughs) Okay. And that's that's kind of the, the money for life process, teaching people how money works, helping them be a good steward of their money.
0: So help me understand, for someone who's an entrepreneur who might be bootstrapping their business, how does this help them move forward?
1: So, good question. So what happens is, let's talk about get money, okay? So how do you get money? You've got to learn how to sell. You've got to learn how to promote yourself. You've got to learn how to see the, the, the three skills in business are marketing, Sales and team building, so when I look at a business owner and uh they're bootstrapping, they don't pay themselves a salary, they're not paying themselves first off their gross income, then you don't manage cash flow, you don't you're priced improperly you're not focused on profit you're just trying to you know you're not trying to be rich the only person reason to be in business is to become rich to become financially free to be able to live life on your terms so step one. Let's get in control of your cash flow. So we'll talk about that later, but that's the cash flow mapping. That is tell your money where to go. So are you? Oh, we can talk ca- about it now. Okay. So what it. happens is one of the things with business owners, most wealth is lost by how people manage cash flow. Right? They're not tracking. They don't. I just talked to a client yesterday that they they've got business stuff like seven doors, and they all have it and 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 then they got their household stuff. They have a job, but they all have it going to one account. You know, and so you don't know what's going on. You can't, you're, you're separate. You don't know if you're making money, not making money, because your stuff is conjoined. So you have to separate church and state. That is step one, okay? And then learn how to uh, get business accounts. And then I teach a process where you have uh, a good book to understand the concept. but I help people implement it is Profit First, all right, by Mike Michalowicz. And so that will change your life and how you view your business. And what does the business need to do for you to fund your Life. Like I'll take people's life, like, what is your life cost? And we'll find their life cost four thousand dollars a month. But they're only paying themselves, this guy I was working with, like eighteen hundred dollars a month that he was taking from his business. And I was like, All right, dude, you're short. I said, Where's the difference coming from? Well, he puts it all on credit cards, making up the shortfall. Because he so the thing is he doesn't know how to work his business. You don't know, people don't study marketing. Most people business couldn't market their way out of a paper bag. But what they don't understand is you're in the marketing business, right? And so I that was in I was that my income was up and down every month. I'm frustrated. I'm you know make fifteen grand, make two thousand the next month, and I I you know you, it's hard to have peace of mind when you're on an income roller coaster like that. So I was like, what is the problem? And I start studying Dan Kennedy and Russell Brunson and Jay Abraham direct response marketing, and it took me a minute for that to kick in. It started to kick in four or five years ago. And every year, so I'm actually coming out of a marketing course just to show people, look, here's stuff I've done to you know, put me in like on just on my financial insurance side of my business. I'm in the, the top probably 5% of agents in the world on my productivity. And I don't buy leads. I don't do that kind of stuff. It's just you know, I have a system that attracts people to our business. So you have to look at that when the money hits your account. Are you saving it? Are you paying yourself a salary? Are you setting aside money for taxes? Okay, you know the the estimated taxes That's you got to pay
0: that people oftentimes forget about.
1: Yeah, well, the IRS ain't Tax forgot piece. about it, and and
0: <laughs> right, you know,
1: they never so, forget. And, and you got to build it into a system. So I literally would say, look, all right, you need four, uh, four accounts, right? So I have an income account, money comes in. I don't know if you want me to go this granular, and then. um then I'll have out of that account. Then I'll say, all right. So I'll look at, let's say I, I've had a, a commissions hit for ten grand. I'm gonna go, all right. I'm gonna save. 50, I have an account called my wealth capture or profit account, and I save fifteen percent of that. Boom, I sweep it into that. I put fifteen percent. You gotta look at your my accountant. I was doing ten. He said, yeah, you should bump this up to about fifteen. I put fifteen percent or fifteen hundred dollars in a tax account. I pay myself. 35% that I literally want payroll cuz I have an S Corp and then move it into my household to cover household stuff and then I have a a um operations account and then I I you know so you really got to separate you cuz you all have you have a good month you see it all in one account you think you have a lot of money right and you don't you have to so that's step 1 you got to figure out where what is going on you, you know and what do I need to work on and what's the shortfall so that's where you do that so and what I do is give people a sound business, uh, like a financial planning design for entrepreneurs. Uh, because the financial plan, this is the five principles, precede the business plan. It precedes the investment plan. Yes, I know you want to buy apartment buildings, da da da. But what are you? Why? What are you trying to do? What's the outcome of all this work? And I don't think people really think about that. They just get in. I hate my boss. And, um, you know, uh, if you read, uh, what's his name, um, Michael Gerber, the e-myth, he says, most people have an entrepreneurial seizure. <laughs> right? And they they're like, I'm tired of working for this knucklehead and I can do it myself. I'm going to start my own business. But you don't even have a business. You own a job. See, that's a big distinction. So if you look at the cash flow quadrant, are you self-employed or do you run a business? If you have to be there every day, you're self-employed. You want to know the difference? Go to McDonald's and say, hey, is the owner in? No. <laughs> they're not, they, they have a business because they have a business that works without them. And then the business becomes an asset.
0: So make that distinction again between being self-employed and having a business.
1: So most people don't have a business, they're self-employed, they own a job, right? So that means you, you, you where you give up working 40 hours a week to work 80 for less pay <laughs> and, uh, right. And, and, which is all right. Cause you're going to have to do that. That's just part of the, part of the deal, But now, what happens is, but if you're doing everything, you're a cheap cook and bottle washer. You own a job because if you don't do anything, there's no revenue happening. Okay, and if you die, you're a sole proprietorship. You haven't set up entities. The business is over. It's done. It dies with you, right? And so, a business owner owns systems and people, right? So they own a systems, you know, and so all wealth is is a product of systems, right? So you you know they have a marking system. They have a Fulfillment system. They have a, you know, a, a cash flow management system. I was in, in brick and mortar. I had an inventory system. I had an accounting system. Right here's how you greet people when they come in. You start to build those things. You're doing all of them, but you need to hand them off. You know, you get a VA. So I hired a I hired a VA last year. My income doubled.
0: VA is a virtual assistant.
1: Yeah, virtual. Correct. Yeah, sorry, virtual assistant, or it could be local, but you need help. Like there's certain if you want to make. So I had to mention say, look, if you want to make a million dollars. That is $500 an hour work. So anything you're touching, you're filing stuff, you're, you know, putting, uh, doing data entry to a CRM, you may have to do that because I like I did that, but now I know like the back of my hands. So I'm training somebody to do that stuff for me. I'm getting out of that in my business because I know what keeps the lights on. And it's like three things Curtis should be doing. And I focus on, uh, there's a great book called Who Not How, right? <laughs> by Ben Hardy. And uh, I, it's, How can I work myself out of a job? So that has to be your thought process so that you can have a life, so you can go on vacation, so you can be present with your family. That's the purpose of being in business, so you can live life on your terms without permission. Like you got to be – that's got to – like freedom is a big drive for me, and you have to – that you got to wake up with a profit mindset, right, and get up, and I got to hit it. It's like, oh, I got to go. I got to talk to clients. you feel like that, you need to go get a job. I'm telling you right now. All right. So So, I have no strong feelings on the matter.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I would not have guessed that. So before people play Beyonce's you can't break my soul and go quit their job, be very clear about what they're moving into. I I was speaking to a marketer recently, and she said, you know, too often for small business owners or people in the early stages of their business, Oftentimes, they put on their CEO hat last. And that seems to correlate with what you're saying is that they're so busy doing all of the other things, right? And because they lack structure, because they're busy doing all these other things, that the CEO hat goes on last because they're so busy with other things. And that's where systems come in. Yeah. Because
1: busy is different between busy and productive, you know, you're, you know, uh, um, this guy was kind he calls it busyville, right? Oh, I'm busy, but are you making any money? No, you're broke. If you're not, he told me we're at a conversation. Oh, not me, but the group, he said, listen, if you're, now I soften, it. I say, look, if you're not making five grand a month, you don't have a business, you have a hobby. Now, and I'll talk to business owners, I'll say that. I'm, I say, look, I'm being nice. I was in a room where they told me if you ain't making $10,000 a month, you're not in business you have a hobby. So I, it was so if I say five, I'm going to start a group where you have to make at least four grand to, to be a member, right? And um, because I want people that are get up and they're in business and they're trying to grow and they're trying to work on their, well, I'm an old basketball player. So I, I say, you got to work on your game, right? And so your business game, your marketing game, your attitude game, your financial game, but the driver. So when you look at the get money, get money is the first step, Right then bank it. Save 15 to 20% of your gross income. But if you're not making money, you can't save it. Now, I don't care what you make. I don't care if you make three grand. I want you saving uh, $300 to $450 a month. Like You got to pay yourself first. That's the beginning of the game is part of all you earn is yours to keep.
0: It is. I'm speaking with Curtis May, the host of the Practical Wealth Show podcast and the creator and owner of Practical Wealth Advisors. So we're talking about- Otherwise
1: known as the party pooper, as my sister would say.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Those were your words.
1: Right. That I'm giving them the, you know, look, I'm going to tell you the truth. Okay. And it's, you know, you need to know the truth will set you free. You need to know if you're not working or if you're not making money, you either, you have a uh, market to message mismatch. Like, you don't, you want to do what you're passionate about, but nobody wants that. So nobody, I told people, look, I'm following my passion, the money will follow. That's complete BS, in my opinion. Okay. You need to be, I'm passionate about what I do, as you might have be able to see, but the but I solve a problem that's in demand in the marketplace. The entrepreneurs solve problems, right? You have skills that create value for other people, and then that's where revenue comes from. So revenue is second. People say I need to make more money. That's the wrong question. You should be asking, how can I serve more people? How can I? Solve bigger problems. The problems are, are, you know, and um, how can I solve them faster for more people? Can I talk, you know, can I talk to one to like fifteen people at a time versus doing one on ones? You know, that kind of stuff. How can I get my meshes out? And so, if you're doing that and you've got a good process, revenue is the result of that. So you gotta you're you gotta learn to ask yourself different questions. That's What I started to do: How can I serve more people? What are the problems? people are in debt they don't manage cash flow they don't save they're underinsured they are so those are problems right and so the the products or tools that you use to help people solve those problems those are just tools of acquisition and so if you talk about your process helps your client solves that problem then you need products as fulfillment whether that's your intellectual property or a product or whatever that's how money comes from you never go into i want to sell them this thing <laughs>
0: So businesses need to be capitalized. So talk mm-hmm. about the four rules of traditional banks and Wall Street. And so why they're
1: here going. are the rules of banks. And this is the problem. You want to become financially free, right? So, But that's not the, a financial institution's goal for you, believe it or not. Their goal is not to make you rich. And um, so you have to understand that. Now, I'm not throwing them under the bus. You just got to understand their objective, their interests, and you got to make... Their stuff. Do what you want them to do, not what they tell you to do. So the rule: if you're starting a financial institution, uh, Michelle, let's say you're a, um, you want to open up your own mutual fund, you want to open up a bank, right? So the first thing you need to do is attract depositors. You need somebody to put money in your institution, right? Now, so how often do you want them to do that?
0: Every day, several. Every times day,
1: or every paid period where you got direct deposit, right? And how long do you want them to? do that for
0: as long as possible as
1: long as possible right and when do you want them to start getting money out or start giving the money back
0: no i want to hold on to their money forever
1: right because you're charging fees and stuff Mm -hmm. forever right so you want to give it back slowly or not at all right so now those every financial product that's designed by every financial institution insurance mutual funds whatever that's their objective. Those all their products are designed with those four rules in mind. But if you're saying, Curse, I want to be financially free, meaning I want it, which is a form of income. See, people are focused they got you focused on net worth and all that kind of nonsense and assets, you know, at, you're you're investing for capital gains. You're trying to buy low and sell high, but the only way to make turn that into money is to sell the shares, right? So what you gotta say, if I want cash flow, their business goal and what they brag about is what? assets under management but how does that translate to cash flow for you matter of fact if you say i got you know a hundred thousand and you're with a you know a broker dealer type guy and say look i want to pull out 50 grand i'm going to start my own business does that are they excited about that why would they be because you have to take money out of the account and what just happened to their income
0: their assets under management goes
1: down. And so their fees goes down, so they make less money, right? So your interests are not aligned. Now you still need them for certain certain types of them for stuff, but you got to understand you have to your goal is cash flow, right? You want to build passive income greater than expenses, right? So as you think about stuff as an entrepreneur, as an aspiring entrepreneur, you're trying to make money from your business, save money, and from that saving 15, 20%, you want to buy. Other assets, real estate, uh, uh, other things you can add to your business, and I would focus on doing that every quarter. How can I grow? I teach our clients every quarter: Did you grow your revenue? How much did you save? How much passive income did you create outside of the business? Right? Because if you set the business down, you're still supposed to be financially free, right? So you want your s income, your your investments to generate at least enough money to cover your household or twice your household expenses. And so and, and that just happened. Like you have to think about that, you know, and be intentional about your money and have a game plan. That's why I say the financial plan precedes the business plan. The vehicles change depending on the asset class that you prefer, but what you have to know what you're trying to do and then you can align your business. So if I, I need to make, because people go into business, well, I'll ask them, they'll say, well, how much do you want to make? Oh, as much as I can. That is the wrong answer. Okay. What does your thing cost? Oh, it costs, or you make, or you're consulting. All right. Well, you want to make a hundred thousand? I just thought a hundred dollars, Eight, eighty, three hundred dollars a month. I said, well, how many people do you have to serve to generate that? I don't know. Well, don't you think that would be a good thing to think about? And Will the market bear that? See, that's the thing. You talking about your passion. Does the market want that? And is there a big enough market for you to generate 100, 200, 300, and a hundred, two, three hundred, half million dollars? Those are like I used to work with score here in Philly. And um I just did workshops and panel discussions because I, I I'm Tell gonna ask you what three score or four. Is, questions. Curtis.
0: Yeah. Tell people what score is for those Oh, who I'm right sorry. Know.
1: Score is the it's like a it's what's it called the core of retired executives and it's like a, a a feeder for the small business association sba and so what they do is they have you know they help you do business plans they'll help you um it's free right so it's a great resource um but you kind of have to ask yourself questions so i'll have coaches and mentors you can ask questions of but I you should know more. Like they don't, they just they don't want to kill your dream. That's why my sister calls me the party pooper, because I'm gonna ask you three or four questions. And, you know, I don't want you to spend a year and a half going down the wrong path that where there's no opportunity there. And other people will let you do that because they don't want to crush your dream. I think you have to operate. One of the principles you have to operate by is accurate information. And a lot of people don't do that. But you're going to have your work with Curtis, <laughs> or if you hear or in shot of Curtis, we're going to talk about. You got to be operating out of accurate information.
0: I don't know Curtis. You might be scaring some folks <laughs> who aren't ready. Who aren't ready to face the music, and like you said, then they might not be the people that you need to work with.
1: I mean, I'm you know I'm nice when you meet me, you know, but don't try I, and
0: clean it up now. <laughs> I,
1: listen, when you get so you if you come at me, you you don't you want Coach Curtis. Coach Curtis is going to tell you the truth, but. I have to, you know, but I teach people how money works. So like the three things, the two things I do when we talk about the money for life process is is one, the five principles. And I'm going to go through them, but I'll just mention them. Save 50% of your income, maximum protection, which is, you know, you got to look at your insurance There's your auto, your home, your umbrella, your, you have to play defense. Most people skip that step. We go, We I spent an hour going over all their insurances, life, all that stuff to make sure that you're maximally covered. And usually, like on car and own homeowners and and, and and umbrella, it might cost an additional $30 a month to get the proper coverage. But you don't know. You don't know to ask. You think it's too expensive. You think it'll never happen to me. So we're going to talk about that. The third pillar is legacy. I want to leave a legacy of wealth and wisdom. The fourth pillar is liquidity. So they kind of overlap, right? But we have a like a one-page financial plan and we show that to people. All right, where are you at in terms of liquidity? You need a year, you have less than a month, right? Uh, and then the fifth one is velocity. So if you're in business, you're already in the velocity of money. See, typical financial advice teaches accumulation, what I call the accumulation theory, buy and hold, dollar cost average, get out of debt, buy a term investor difference, max out your 401k. Rich people don't do that. That's what I started to realize when I was rich, poor. It's a whole different game going on because what do they focus on? Velocity, meaning if you look at Shark tape Mr. Wonderful wants to know, because I know we got time constraints. I'm talking fast. So i got to slow this down and play it back. The Mr. Wonderful wants to know, if I put a half a million dollars in your deal, how soon am I getting my money back? Okay? So I can do what? Put it in something else. We were in the tavern business, right? So Velocity, if you're in a product business, is how many times can you turn that product over? So we, I get a bottle of Bacardi for $13. We, had a, just, we do a one-ounce shot. It was a more of a shot in glass, like neighborhood bar. And uh, it's 25 shots in a bottle, $3 a shot, that's $75. How many of those can I turn over? That's velocity. The accumulation theory would have you have those bottles sitting, you collecting bottles, but have them sitting on the shelf collecting dust. That's what they're teaching you to do, literally, okay? And so you need to turn that money over, or if you're in a restaurant business, how many times do you turn that table over? I spoke at the Laundromat Millionaire Conference. How many times uh, can they get people in and out with more efficient machines, right? So they could get more, serve more people more efficiently. That's all vo- velocities. So you have to create velocity. You have to focus on cash flow. You got to focus on leverage. You're not trying to pay your house off. You're not trying to get out of debt. There's good, that's a whole new talk, but good debt and bad debt. You want to buy debt that makes you money because your customer, your tenant is paying for the debt, okay? And then- Right. So you have to look at that. So you're not trying to get out of debt. You're not trying to pay cash for everything. That's a fundamental lack of understanding how our economy works. And so we teach people how money works and how to think, how to be on the side of inflation, for example, rather than be a victim of it. You have to so own stuff, real stuff.
0: You've given us a lot to think about as Good. we wrap up. <laughs> what's one final piece of advice that you would like to?
1: So here's the, 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 if you could get anything, I would have you get the book, The Richest Man in Babylon, okay? And the first lesson in the book is part of all you earn is yours to keep, okay? So what I would have you guys do is see if you can do that. So create a checking account that you're going to label your wealth capture account. And if you're still working, I want you to take 15% of every check, take what you make a year, Multiply by 15%, percent 100 us do a simple math. 100,000 is 15,000 a year divided by 26. If you have a job, that's like 588 per pay. Can you create an account and see if you can put that in an account every week? Now, it's not going to stay there, but I'm trying to get you to exercise to pay yourself first muscle, right? And live on 85%. If you don't do, if you just do that, you'll be shocking. Now, you can keep listening to our both our shows and you can now you'll have capital. You can figure out what to do with the capital, right, which is your job. And uh, if you did that, that will change your life. You, did, you just organize your cash flow, separated your accounts, paid yourself first on everything, on your profits of your business. And uh, if you never see Curtis again, write me in five years and say you just did that and, uh, and what with, with the change was. Because if you have money, you'll start figuring out, hopefully, if you're thinking right and you're working on and you're reading a book a month on money and success – You'll know what to do with that money,
0: Curtis. Thank you so much for bringing your no nonsense approach to financial planning. Tell the listeners where they can learn more from you. Tell us so, where we can find your podcast. Yeah, and so the they show. They want to work well, with if, you. Where to find you?
1: Yeah, so where to find me? So, start. I would start with listen. Let's listen list to the show, right? See, so, yeah, so listen to the podcast. Go to the YouTube channel so that you're prepared, <laughs> and. um, um, it's simple though. It's relatively, what I try to do is two plus two is four. So I, I really consider myself a financial educator. So if you go to those two places, um, you can go to our website, practicalwealthadvisors.com. And if you're ready, if you, if you care to have a conversation with me, you can just, um, uh, click apply to work with Curtis. We'll do a, a complimentary, you know, uh, talk 15, 20, 30 minutes. I generally go over it cause I like getting to know people. And then we can see if if we're a good fit to, to work with each other. And if you like, I have a little booklet. It's called uh, I, I really am big on liquidity and saving. So if you will text be the bank. To all one word, be the bank to five, five, four, four, four. And we have a free report called the value of liquidity. So if you save money, here are things why that's good to have and what you can do as a part of your game plan that's that's how to find me instagram linkedin all that good stuff
0: all that good stuff well curtis thank you so much for stopping by and to the listeners i hope you enjoyed this episode if you liked it leave a rating a review download share all that good stuff join me next friday for another episode on the alive podcast network and subscribe on your favorite podcast streaming platform and turn on notifications so that you are notified when new episodes drop every friday on the Alive Podcast Network. To be a guest on Responsive Podcast, send an email to wordsofundant at gmail.com and follow podcasts podcast on Instagram at the funding underscore podcast and follow me, host Michelle J. McKenzie on LinkedIn. Join me next Friday. For